Hello and namaste guys. I am Dr. Anushruti and I am back with a very beautiful episode. Yes, today I'll be using the word beautiful because today's special guest is someone who has the secret of everyone's beauty. I know a lot of you are going to watch this video and listen to this audio on loop because you are going to get some free trips from the doctor himself, Dr. Karan Lal. He is a pediatric and cosmetic dermatologist and is joining us live straight from USA. Hello, doctor. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me today. Thank you so much. The pleasure is on me. Well, I am really excited, you know, working out with you and I have really a bunch of questions ready for you. So, you specialize in pediatric dermatology. So, why not to have something on pediatrics? Because we know a lot of people are there at home listening and watching this video with their newborns in lab. So, are you ready to answer these questions? Yes, absolutely. Well, the first thing, oil. This is one of the biggest myths and facts as well. You know, people are so uh, scared while using oil with their baby's face, their body, like they have that thing. Uh, mustard oil or castor oil or olive oil here in India we have nariyal tail coconut oil sarso tail so what do you feel is the best oil for a newborn baby get a massage well first so first of all I think massaging and oiling is very important and I think people in India you know my my family is from Punjab and so my grandmother you know always told you know she massaged us for two years the benefits of massage I know you're a physical therapist are very important especially in those early years because you want to make sure that, you know, when babies are in the uterus, right, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a woman's womb, it's a tight space. It's a very constrained space. So when babies are born, they're very contracted, you know, and they have to loosen their joints, just like we do after we exercise or we're in a cramped place, we feel the strains. So massaging every day is very important, head to toe. Oils that are my favorite. So my favorite oil is sunflower seed oil. Sunflower seed oil is very rich in fatty acids and the right fatty acids that are good for your skin. This has been published and has been shown to be one of the best oils to use for the skin in all people, especially those with dry skin, AKA babies. Um, another oil that I like is coconut oil. Coconut oil is good as well. It has a lot of medium chain triglycerides and um, it's very accessible, especially in India. The problem is some coconut oils have fragrance in them. And so you have to make sure that when you're buying a coconut oil, it's actually a cooking grade. So it's meant for cooking. Um, and that's the type of oil you want to use on your baby's skin. Olive oil is an absolute no-no. Olive oil actually feeds a certain type of yeast that lives on our skin. And so if your baby has a lot of rashes or a lot of pimples, it may be because you're using olive oil. Um, Sarsokatel, which is mustard oil, is actually, um, my mom uses it all the time as her secret. Um, the problem is mustard oil is very harsh on the skin. So I do not recommend mustard oil at all on the skin. She would probably kill me if I said this, but scientifically it is not a good oil to use on the skin. Um, so I think it comes down to, you know, A, what's in your budget, what, can, what you can afford. The best of the best is sunflower seed oil. Following sunflower seed oil, I think coconut oil, as long as it's fragrance-free, is good. And then following that, using things like castor oil are perfectly fine as well. They're not bad, they're not harmful. Um, even using plain mineral oil um, is okay. Um, some people talk about mineral oil as being a little bit more harsh because it's a crude oil. 
Um, but you know, I know people that do use it. The problem is the branding. So Johnson and Johnson is a baby oil that a lot of people like, and then that's a mineral oil. Unfortunately, that mineral oil is fragrance. And so it's not good for your baby skin because it's going to dry it out. So I say, if you're an oil person, stick to oils like sunflower and coconut and castor, um, avoid mustard, avoid olive. And then if you're not an oil person and you want to get creams or ointments, you want to look for things like petroleum jelly, like Vaseline petroleum jelly, or you want to look for brands like CeraVe, um, which are probably now available in your Acetophil, and they have moisturizing lotions and creams, which are just as good for your skin, if not better, because they're synthetically created and safe to use on your baby's skin. So Dr. Karan, as you said, you know, your mother and your grand granny, they're going to kill you for certain things like uh, saying no to certain oils. So, you know, the Indian, you know, mentality of having a baby and taking care of it. So here in India, we have one culture that, you know, we put kajal in baby's eye. The newborns are often, you know, they are tended with kajals, but the doctors at the same time, you know, they harshly and very strictly there's a big no-no to use kajal. So what is doctor's current view? Do we you know, need to use kajal? Should we use it or it is actually very bad? Because even I I think if you were born in India, you would have gone through this process. I have gone through this process and we are, you know, we are having like fine eyes. We do not have any problem in our eyes. But why do the doctors still say a big no-no of applying kajal in baby's eyes? Well, essentially, you know, kajal is coal. And so when you're putting coal, you know, coal is um, full of, you know, we use coal to light fire, right? To put things on fire. So it's just something that is, I understand the cultural significance for it. And I think it's okay. I, I'm all about the Indian culture. It's my favorite thing. I usually tell patients to either put it behind the ear, like as a dot, because at least it's not in direct contact with the eye. If coal gets into your eye, it's very irritating, especially in a young developing eye. We don't want any harsh substances, especially pigments like that dark black pigment near the eye. Anything that's that color in a newborn baby is very rough. And we know that the newborn eyes have to go undergo a lot of changes structurally. And so we don't want, you know, any of that cold to harm your baby's eyes, especially because babies can't talk and tell us what's going on. Right. So I can't ask a baby, you know, like why, you know, why their eye is watery, why their eye is dry, why their eye is red. So I always say it's probably not the worst thing in the world, but I would say to avoid any problems, try using, you know, putting a dot behind the ear as opposed to getting it under the eye or around the eye. So what do you think? What will be your mother's point of view after hearing this? I think my mom actually did put that behind my ear. I don't remember ever seeing a picture of me with it under the eyes, but I remember behind the ear for sure. Yeah, over the forehead as well. Like a lot of babies yeah. have that. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, doctor, I have a lot of questions with me. But before that, I would like to introduce you to one of the segments of my show where we answer the questions of my followers and patients. So I have a lot of questions ready for Dr. Karan. So is Dr. Karan ready to answer these questions? Always. Bring them on. Okay. So the first question comes from, okay, Minakshi Dubey from Patna. Hi, Minakshi Dubey. Hello, Dr. Anushruti. Thank you for giving the opportunity. You're welcome, Minakshi. She says, hello, Dr. Karan. My baby's hands and legs are turning blue after bathing. Why is it so? I have Googled it, but did not find any solution. Mm. So babies have a very immature 
vasomotor system, meaning the part of the body that controls the blood vessels, which is part of the nervous system. So the nerve are, you know, nerves live on blood vessels and essentially are responsible for maintaining vascular tone. Um, and babies have immature vascular tone. Um, and so sometimes when babies are exposed to temperatures that they're not familiar with, or it's cold, or they get cold, um, the distal extremities like the hands and feet can turn blue. Believe it or not, this is not an issue. Um, it's normal, it, they do outgrow it, especially after about six months of age when they start to develop a little bit more vascular tone. So I would just make sure that if you're noticing that to make sure that your baby isn't exposed to air for a long period of time after bathing, making sure that you wrap them, you know, and bundle them and towel them um, so that there's no temperature difference between their skin and the outside environment because if they get cold, they're gonna, their hands and feet are gonna turn blue. But that's a very normal response in young babies. Absolutely. I hope Minakshi Ji, your question is answered. Next, we have Namita Pandey from Gujarat. She says, hello, Dr. Karan, how are you? My baby is having some scalp fall off. He is just one month. Why is it happening? Is it normal or should I consult a doctor? Yeah, well, my answer is always consult a doctor, but it's I know it's not accessible for everybody to do that, um, especially with COVID and all these things going on. And, um, you know, so this is very common. This is called cradle cap. Cradle cap is a type of dandruff that occurs in babies. And that's because of a yeast that lives on our skin. Now, that's why I was saying don't use olive oil because olive oil actually is food for the yeast and it can make it worse. So my suggestion is get an oil like either mineral oil or sunflower seed oil and get a fine toothed comb, almost like what you would use to remove like lice um, yeah. and uh, or even remove like fleas from dogs um, and gently kind of comb those scales off. This is again, very common around 50% of babies have it. Um, so all you need to do is to make sure that you're, you know, you're gently removing those scales Eventually, this does go away. I will say that this is often a marker that your baby is at risk for developing eczema or dry skin in the future. And so just to be mindful that you want to moisturize your baby very aggressively because we don't want our children to develop sensitive skin or eczema. And we know that moisturizing very early on in life and making that a routine habit can prevent the onset of dry skin. Okay. Namita ji, I hope your question is answered. Next, we have Seema Gupta from Kerala. Okay, she says, Hello, Dr. Karan. Greetings from India. My baby boy was fine until we get him home. All of a sudden, he got some serious redness and rashes. Is it due to environmental problems? What is the best environment to keep a month-old baby? Okay, so this is hard because I kind of have to ponder what's going on. Um, I will say that babies in general don't have adult skin. You know, that's the biggest mistake people make is that their skin is just like our skin. Believe it or not, a baby's skin doesn't become like adult skin to around two years of age. So for their first two years, you need to be extra careful with that skin. Babies develop rashes for a number of reasons. One is you want to make sure your baby's not being over dried. So don't use any cleansers that are very harsh or smell good. You want to look for cleansers like Cetaphil um, uh, or a gentle soap-free cleanser that you can use every day. You don't want to use Johnson & Johnson's. Anything that has a fragrance to it, avoid. So that's the easy thing that you can do to prevent rashes in a newborn. The next thing is make sure that after you bathe your baby within the first two minutes, you want to moisturize head to toe. 
So this is when you're gonna take your, um, you know, your sunflower seed oil, coconut oil, and rub them down hand to toe. If you do these things, you will prevent the onset of many rashes. Now, sometimes a rash can be for a number of reasons. For example, a lot of people use baby wipes. I don't like people to use baby wipes because they strip your skin of natural oils and they have synthetic chemicals in them. So if you're using baby wipes and you're wiping your baby all over, that could be a cause for this rash. Um, another thing is look for detergents that you're using to clean your clothes. Find a gentle detergent. I'm not familiar with what detergents are available in India, but I'm sure that they have them. You want to find one that, again, doesn't smell a lot or doesn't smell at all and is safe to use on babies because these detergents can actually leach onto your baby's skin and cause rashes. So those are my suggestions. Okay, great. Moving on, we have Poonam Gupta from New Delhi. She says, hello, Dr. Karan, how are you? Okay, so the, her question is, I do not know, I'm a new mom, I do not know how much time is should, is normal to make my baby wear a diaper. I have noticed in the past few days that he is having redness and some rashes on his butts. What is the normal period of time a diaper should be used for a baby? So I think that's a great question and that's a hard question to answer because you need to have a diaper on because they need to poop and they need to pee, okay? And unless you're comfortable getting that everywhere, you know, it's not a solution that everyone can handle. So I think when they're in the beginning phases, like the first six months, they probably should have their diaper on all the time. Um, I think after six months, once they start moving a little bit more, having periods of 15 to 30 minutes of diaper-free time are great. Um, I don't think that this is because that they're wearing a diaper, but I'm worried about what's going in the diaper area. A, are you moisturizing? If you're not moisturizing, you need to moisturize. You want to look for things like Vaseline, petroleum jelly, which are very safe for this area. Avoid any harsh soaps in this area. Believe it or not, the genital area and the buttock area does not need soap, especially in a newborn. Using water is just okay. Um, and don't use baby wipes. Baby wipes are very irritating. All you need is a paper napkin. Um, that is wet to gently wipe away any stool and um, that's all I would recommend and I, I think that that alone will probably give you some progress. Okay Dr. Karan with this we have ended the questions of my followers. Now moving ahead to my questions. So moving on my question to you is you know we have seen a lot of reels and every other person is a skin influencer. But since today's topic revolves around kids and pediatrics, I would like to know, like, you would have come across some reels where we see that, a, you know, very small, cute little baby girl is being massaged and a cute little baby boy is being massaged before going to the bed and they have, like, eye straps on their eye and sheet masks and massage oil. So, is it all normal? Because what I believe is what people see on Instagram reels, they adapt it. So, what do you have to say about it? I think it's horrible. I think you should not be putting ice on your baby's skin or baby's face. You should not be using any of those masks. Those are not meant for baby skin. Baby skin is very immature. Like I said, it doesn't mature till about two years of age. So I would recommend against anything that you see on social media, all you need for your child when they're young is a moisturizer, a gentle cleanser, and you want to make sure that you avoid the sun for the first six months of life. After the first six months of life, you have to make sure you find a mineral-based sunscreen that you need to make sure that you put on your baby's face and neck and ears every day for the rest of their life and make sure they understand that. 
because you have a lot of sun in India and I see a lot of people in India with sun damage at a very early age. So not only is it bad for aging, but it's also puts you at risk for developing skin cancers. So no masks, ice, facials, whatever, um, or massage oils on your baby. The only oils I want you to use are sunflower or coconut. And if you can't get those castor, and if you can't get that, a good gentle moisturizer. Okay. Also, Dr. Karan, you know, I have seen a lot of new mothers, especially struggling while shampooing their baby's head. One of the biggest concerns for them is like the shampoo should not enter the eyes. So is it there a right way that they should, you know, apply the shampoo? Because it is pretty obvious even when we as an adults, we wash our hair, the shampoos eventually goes into our eyes or water or something. So what is the right way to give the shampoo or conditioning to baby's hair? I mean, in reality, you don't even need to really shampoo a baby's head. It's not something you need to do. Using water is Actually, just fine. Actually, you know, here in India, I have seen a lot of trend. I do not know about USA, but in India, we do have gifting sets of Himalaya baby uh, kit and Johnson's baby kit. And what they have is like earbuds and shampoo, moisturizer, talcum powder, baby wipes and whatnot. And I have seen, you know, specifically, I'm this uh, capping this on new mothers. What they do to have a very hygienic child and you know clean child they apply everything on their baby so this was my ultimate question yeah so we're gonna demystify and you know bust that myth anything that says it's for a baby is probably not for a baby the reason is because this is marketing this is these are brands trying to make you buy things because they know that you're vulnerable as a parent a new parent and in a young parent um, and a lot of these baby products have fragrances in them because they want your baby to smell good. They want, they, you, you know, and anything that smells good, I'm telling you is bad for your baby's skin. So I would recommend avoiding any baby products, especially the Johnson and Johnson shampoos and soaps and whatever, because they are not good for your baby's skin. Um, like I said, you don't even really need soap for your baby or a shampoo or conditioner, a gentle cleanser by Cetaphil, and I have no, you know, no, I don't get any money from them. I just, it's a gentle cleanser. It's perfectly fine. It is fine. non-sponsored. <laughs> Not sponsored at all. Um, I just know that Cetaphil is available in India, and I know that you can get it. I think it is available, right, Cetaphil? Yeah, it is, it is. Very yeah, easy. Yeah, so Cetaphil, Cetaphil cleanser is what I would recommend for the whole body, including the scalp. I don't think you need any shampoos. You don't need any conditioners. And if you're someone that is afraid to do anything, don't. Water's perfectly fine. You do not need, babies don't make the type of oils that we make and their microbiome, which is the bacteria on their skin is a very fragile, okay? We don't want to strip their barrier because we know that when we strip a newborn's barrier, we put them at risk for developing eczema and dry skin. So don't do anything, just use water. If you, and if anything else, a gentle cleanser by a brand like Cetaphil is all I recommend. Cool. Dr. Karan, last but not the least, what will be your biggest advice, the biggest advice to new parents for their kids? What I notice when I go to India is two things. I have to give you two pieces of advice. One is I do not see regular use of sunscreens amongst people, okay? We have that problem here in the US, but here in the US, we don't get as much sun and it's not as hot. In India, after six months of age, 
you have to look for a mineral sunscreen with zinc oxide and titanium dioxide and make sure that you are making a routine to put that on your child's face, arms, neck, ears every day and make sure that as they get older, they realize the importance of that and start doing it every day. Because in India, you have pollution, you have sun exposure. All of these things promote aging, skin cancer and acne. So if you don't start getting this, if you don't start employing this early on, um, your kids are not going to age well and you put them at risk for developing acne and a lot of, you know, um, really bad skin. Another thing that I've noticed is in India is a lot of people have acne. It is very bad. The acne situation in India is horrible. Every time I go, I see these beautiful girls, these handsome young guys, and they look really good from far away. You get very close and their face is studded. I don't understand what the problem is with Indian doctors or with people in India not going to see a dermatologist for acne. Acne is a serious problem. We know that acne leads to poor quality of life. Acne is associated with depression. Acne leads to scarring inevitably. And if you have scarring, guess what? It's extremely expensive and not everyone can afford to treat it. Um, So I definitely think you want to find a good dermatologist, not just an average dermatologist, because I've spoken to some Indian dermatologists and frankly, I don't understand or agree with the way they practice because here we're quite aggressive and in Europe we're very aggressive and in South America, they're very aggressive with acne. And I just feel like in India, I have not seen that type of aggression. It is considered normal. Yeah, it's considered normal and I don't know why. I mean, I see kids all the time that get bullied at school, that are afraid. And people with acne on their face, believe it or not, are not as successful as those that don't have acne. It's science, right? The way you look really does impart a, 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 you know, a persona to somebody. Why does everybody want to look like Karina Kapoor or Deepika Padukone? Because their face, not because they're beautiful, which they are, but their face is clear, you know? Um, Madhuri Dixit actually struggled with really bad acne. And I remember they said that um, they had to use special, you know, makeup and tools to cover up that acne before, before these, they had these special cameras. Um, but like, you know, it's a big deal. If she had really bad acne, and they weren't able to cover it up, would her career have been the same? Probably not, you know? Um, So it's not normal. Acne is a disease um, and you should seek dermatologic care. You wanna look for cleansers that have benzoyl peroxide. These are antibacterial cleansers. You wanna look for topical antibiotics like clindamycin because these are gonna help reduce bacteria on your face. You wanna make sure that when you're going out, if you're riding a motorcycle, riding a scooter, that you look for things that are like a shield that are gonna prevent your face from getting all of that pollutant and dirt, especially in a city like Delhi, you know? You wanna make sure that when you have acne, you're cleansing two to three times a day. You cleanse in the morning. If you get to work and you know, you rode the motorcycle, cleanse in the afternoon and cleanse at nighttime before you go to bed. Double, triple cleansing is sometimes what you need, especially because your skin is very oily in India. You need to get rid of those oils. Um, And then you wanna really look for medications like retinoids, like tretinoin, which is a, a, a genius anti-aging ingredient, but it also helps with acne. And starting these things early on when you start noticing acne at the age of 12 or 13 can really prevent you from developing bad acne in the future. Um, and then sometimes you have to give people oral antibiotics and even oral medicines like isotretinoin, um, which is a high dose uh, vitamin A um, for, you know, here we give it for six to nine months. 
Um, and it's just frustrating. I get so many DMs and messages about, you know, kids in India. And I get more messages from boys than girls, actually, about what they should be doing for their acting. Um, and I just find it so upsetting that dermatologists in India don't take acne as seriously. It's very disturbing to me. Well, thank you so much, you know, Dr. Karan for taking out time. And I believe we really have to schedule one more episode on acne. Because out of the talks, we have actually taken out a very important topic, acne. And I believe it is considered and always connected and associated with oily foods and poor water intake and that's all that we have in precautionary measures here in India. So why not to have another episode on acne? So all you guys listening and watching, write down in the comments what next topic you want Dr. Karan and me to cover. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Karan. I do hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you. And please, if you can, um, if you're interested in learning more about skin advice, please follow me on Instagram or TikTok. Um, my social media handle is Sir Germs a lot. S-I-R-G-E-R-M-Z-A-L-O-T. Or you can check out our doctor's page and find me. And I hope we can help you. Yes, Dr. Karan's details are there in this video and also you can see in the audio. Well, with this, we have come to an end. We'll see you next time in the next episode. Thank you, Dr. Karan, for this cute episode because it was all about children. Okay, guys, take Thank care. Thank you Goodbye. so much.